Welcome to the show. She's Amy Alice. She's Scotty Kipfer. Welcome to the show. This week we are really excited to be talking to the Female Artist of the Year nominee for the Country Music Association of Ontario Awards, which is going to be happening in London, Ontario this Sunday. Yeah, she's performing on the show too, and she had a drive-in all-female concert that she put on just recently in Ontario, so we'll get all the details on that. Hey, Nicole Ray, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. What's been going on? Most recently, a lot of uh, drinking while watching the CCMA Awards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, Still recovering. That was a really cool <laughs> award show. Um, I, you know, I, there, who, who was the performance that stood out the most to you? Oh my gosh, my like heart is still melting over that collaboration between Carolyn Dawn Johnson, Neil, mm-hmm. Lindsay L, and Megan Patrick. I mean, talk about girl power! Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And you know what? Like it, it, it was really well put together. I wasn't sure quite what to expect with that. You know, being that it was filmed at Burles Creek in Oro, Ontario, and then part of it in Nashville as well. But the Nashville parts of it, where was? that because it looked like the views were outstanding right i kept saying that the whole entire show i was like where is this i want to go perform on this rooftop i think that they i think that they had mentioned it but i'm not really sure i i missed it so i don't know the whole the whole thing was a bit of a blur like it was it went by too fast two hours went by too fast but totally we are so fortunate to have so much amazing talent right here in canada and you are one of those talented people and thank you so much for speaking with us today well thank you so you're actually from alliston ontario i sure am <laughs> And have you lived there your whole life or have you moved to places for little bits of time? I know there's a lot of Canadian artists that spend time in other areas just for, you know, work purposes, writing, that sort of thing. So I grew up in Oakville, Ontario, and then for I went to university for a year before I, you know, took a break from music. So I was actually living in Toronto for a while, which I loved, but it's just very hectic and busy, you know, the city life. And for me, I've I always kind of just, you know, need an escape from that sometimes. So I decided to move up to the country, and now I'm just loving living in Alston. It's nice being away from the hustle and bustle. No kidding. I uh, I lived in the big city for quite a while as well, and I moved up north. I live in Thornbury, Ontario now, and just not being in insanity all the time is, mm-hmm. is awesome <laughs> for me. You know, like I still spend a lot of time in Nashville, and that's where I get my fix of the city. Uh, Absolutely, here, yeah. But when I come back up here, it's just like, oh man, it's just so nice to not have to you know, commute in crazy traffic and just be part of like the, the constant insanity. And I think I might just be a crusty old man now. I think it's like an artist thing too, right? Because like the lifestyle and in the music industry is so crazy and so go, go, go all the time that it's nice. But when, you know, you just want to take a step back from that and relax and, you know, you're focusing on you and your own life. It's nice to live somewhere where quiet, where you can do that. Totally agree. And so what, what is your like number one go to just like chill out? I'm in the country activity. Oh, I'm taking my dog on a nice hike 
we live near um, Gibson Hills in, in Alston, and I just take my dog there all the time. It's beautiful. It's quiet. It's not normally very busy, and it's just – and my dog also loves it to just run around like crazy and be free. He's a husky, so he likes the adventure. Oh, uh, what's his name? His name's Noko. Cute. He's adorable. <laughs> See, I find it, I, I totally um, get where you guys are coming from about the, you know, the getting away from the hustle and bustle and whatever. But I, uh, strangely enough, I, because I, I live on a relatively, I wouldn't say busy street, but the people that do drive by drive insanely fast and frequent. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like I would miss that if I didn't have that. So I'm, I guess maybe, I don't know, you get kind of... Uh, acclimatized it's, to it? It's an adjustment. Yeah, you do. It's an adjustment for sure. Because, like, even when I lived in Toronto, it's, you know, you'd hear sirens, like, constantly. And it felt so normal after a while. And then, like, living here, I'm like, at, at night, it's completely silent. It's like, oh, where's the, you know, cop car driving by? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, though, because, you know, Amy, you don't like change to begin with, right? So I, I really like, don't. <laughs> I don't. Does do anyone? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if you were able to just kind of, like, get out of the city and and not think about that, I promise you, within, like, a month, you would just love being outside of the city limits. Well, oh, I guess totally. I'm going to have to try to f- get an opportunity at some point. My mom actually lives on the lake, and it's really quite peaceful. But oh, anyways, there you go. Yeah, so I do have, I do, I get a chance to do that when when I feel like it. But I've, you know, sleeping with all of the car horns and whatever, I feel like I would miss it. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, Nicole, what have you been up to? These, of course, 2020, it has been a weird year, and we haven't been able to be out the same way. Um, you have... However, so I will give you an opportunity to answer that question, but you were able to be a part of a very cool festival earlier this year. Yeah, I just have been trying to keep as busy as possible during this time, and especially with music, because I feel, you know, very fortunate and my career has been on this upswing and I didn't really want the momentum to stop, even though, you know, things are so weird in the world right now and we aren't able to play as many live shows. I was just like, what can I do to kind of keep this momentum going and continue my career on this upswing? And so, yeah, I decided to tackle putting on my own festival, which was just insanity, (laughs) but so amazing. And it was the first um, all-female lineup drive-in festival here in Ontario. And I just had the most amazing experience putting that on and being a part of that and sharing that day with all the ladies. I refer to it as kind of a country music Lilith Fair. Yes, absolutely. I was I was joking that, yeah, my mom kept on being like, tag Sarah McLaughlin. Maybe she'll <laughs> share about your festival, but we're still dreaming on that part. <laughs> so who were the girls that were involved this year? So we had Mackenzie Lee Meyer, Susie Corey, Bree Taylor, Alessia Cole, and headlining the night was Leah Daniels. So cool. I love Leah Daniels. We've done a bunch of writing over the years, and she's just awesome. She's the sweetest. I love being able to work with Leah, and watching her perform is just incredible. Like, there's a reason why I invited her to be the headliner. She's just such a pro and amazing to watch on stage. And, and she's been doing a lot of video stuff now. She's actually been involved in the 
the filming and directing for a lot of my latest music videos. So it's cool to see like her get involved in that aspect of things as well. Not to get, uh, I mean, too deep into the whole uh, women in country music thing, but that's a really special thing that uh, you women uh, were a part of because I I think we can all agree that sometimes, you know, as uh, female artists, you don't feel as uh, well represented in country music as, you know, some of the dudes are. So I think that's a really special thing that you started. So way to go. Thank you. Yeah, I've just been really motivated, especially in the last couple of years to sort of provide opportunities and bring more opportunities to women in music because, yeah, unfortunately, things still are pretty uneven on males versus females in the industry. And it just makes me so frustrated because, like, these females are amazing. There's so many talented women, and and I believe that, you know, the fans want to hear the women, too. So I'm, you know, always fighting to figure out ways for more women to be heard. 100%. I, and I think that's a, a really awesome endeavor that you took on. A big congratulations on your Country Music Association of Ontario Award for Female Artist of the Year. That must feel amazing to be recognized. It is. And honestly, I'm just truly honored that, you know, my peers and my fans are recognizing me and all the hard work that I've put in to get to this place in my career. And I just couldn't be more excited for next Sunday. And you are performing, right? I am. And it's the first time ever. I've never been a performer on the show before. And of course, you know, as an artist, I've been attending for the past seven, eight years. And and to finally get to be the one on the stage is just such an amazing opportunity. I'm so excited. So cool. And to do it with the Western Swing Authority, it's going to be so much fun for you. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like watching them as a band and even individually as as musicians and artists, they're just they're so fantastic. I'm so excited to share the stage with such a talented group of people. I know that there are so many fans who are so excited for the uh, the drive in version of this show. It's going to be great in London. So good luck. Our fingers are crossed for you. Thank you so much. All right, Nicole, let's take a a trip down memory lane, okay? I want to know (laughs) how you got started in your musical journey. So you you probably, you know, everybody's got the stories about maybe singing in church or doing musicals in uh, elementary school or high school. What was the sort of environment for you growing up, and how did you get involved in musical activities? Well, yes, I was totally that, like, nerdy girl that was, like, in all the school plays and musicals growing up. As long as I can remember, music has just been this outlet for me. I mean, even when I was a little kid, I'd, you know, kind of carry around a notebook everywhere and be writing down these lyric ideas or more like poems at the time. And, yeah, I was just, I always have loved music and been very involved in school musicals or lessons outside of school and I always knew that it was something I really wanted to pursue but I think for a while I didn't really know how I actually went off to university for a year to study English and after the first year I was like what am I doing like I I don't even want to be here I need to just go after this right now and so I dropped out of university and luckily have a very supportive family who backed me up on that (laughs) and uh, decided to just go after it and figure out how to make this happen as a career. So what were the first roles in those high school musicals? Oh my gosh. So in grade nine, I was in Footloose. 
I got to play this little cowgirl. So when they go to like the bar out of their town or whatever to dance, because they all want to dance, right? They decided in the school musical to have like a live performer during that scene. And so here's me, little me in this like really ugly vest, sparkly <laughs> vest and cowboy boots. And I, this was actually the first time I sang a country song in front of an audience. And I got to sing a Shania Twain song. And <laughs> I remember being so nervous, but it was so much fun. <laughs> Which song did you sing? No One Needs to Know. Nice. Uh, I love it. I mean, what's a right? high school a great song. What's a high school performance without uh, an ugly vest, honestly, though? Right? (laughs) Far for the course. (laughs) So then where did country music kind of fall into place for you? Did it happen back in high school? Did you grow up with country music? Why did you choose to sing country music professionally? So for me, I've always appreciated all genres. I mean, I've I grew up listening to pretty much everything from Shania Twain to, you know, Linkin Park and Eminem and Kelly Clarkson. I just, I always appreciated so many different genres of music. And when I started writing and sort of took my music to the studio for the first time, I I had a mentor who was a vocal coach and a songwriter who kind of guided me and helped me. And I always, like, that storytelling aspect of country music always sort of hit home for me, and that's where my stories and songs fit as well. But I also wanted to try to include some other elements of other genres in the music as well. And and so for me, that, that storytelling aspect is really what fell into place and, you know, pulled me towards country music. But, of course, I still love including elements of pop and rock in my music as well. So as far as the uh, storytelling goes, that really boils down to great songwriting. So over the years, I know you've worked with a bunch of people. Who are some of your favorite writers to work with? Yes, I've worked with so many amazing people. I'm, I remember just starting out co-writing and being like, wow, this is such an amazing experience. Like, why was I just writing by myself before? <laughs> because, you know, a few brains are always better than one. And um, most recently, I've been doing a lot of uh, writing with my producers of my most recent tracks, Brian House and JVP. And um, they also flew in uh, a writer that they were friends with from L.A. His name's Nolan Sipe, and he helped to write my last few things, All Woman and Unfinished. He was a great writing partner. He's like very much about the lyrics, metaphorical lyrics, which is totally up my alley. So it was really, really great getting to work with him. Um, But one of my all-time favorite writing, co-writing experiences has been with Carolyn Dawn Johnson. (laughs) She's just so amazing. I mean, as we watched last night on the CCMAs, I'm just, you know, always in awe of her performance. And I was so nervous to go write with her. I was like, what you like? How did I even get this opportunity? (laughs) (laughs) But she was so sweet and, you know, so kind and easily, you know, I connected with her because, you know, you don't always get in a room and and connect with someone right off the bat. But I really did connect with her and and have had a great experience writing with her. She's totally great. So, okay, uh, Nicole, let's talk a little bit about um, your latest single, Broken Boys. I'm so excited to be able to share this song into the world. Um, this is a song I didn't have a hand in writing and I mean, I love to have a hand in writing all my songs, but you know, every once in a while a song just comes across your table and you can't pass it up. And when I heard this song, I was like, 
how has nobody recorded this yet? Like, how do I get to be the person that does this? But I was so blessed that uh, the writers of the song, which, of course, are David Thompson, Emily, and, of course, this Megan Patrick, um, that they allowed me to be the voice to share this song, Baby, with the world. They did an amazing job writing it, and I think it's such a relatable song that that's why it really hits home with, with listeners. Let's talk about production for a second. What's your uh, what's your typical production MO? For me, it's just always about, you know, getting in the studio with somebody who really understands you as an artist and like allows you to have that creative freedom because I mean, I am no producer <laughs> by any means. I don't always, you know, have that producer ear where you like hear that, you know, this little note or this little thing in the back of your head, but Working with Brian, it's like, obviously, he's so talented and, and he's written and produced some amazing songs. But he also is, like, very understanding of the artist and really allows you to be a part of the creative process. And for me, that's just so important. So then are you tracking basically one thing at a time or do you have a band in the room and you do a proper tracking session? So we've done a couple of different things um, where, yeah, we've sort of tracked one at a time and then... Most recently, when we did Broken Boys, um, we, I also recorded another new song called Sad Song, and we actually had the band come into the studio for the day and and do the you know the full band for both Broken Boys and Sad Song. And I love that even more because it's so great to just like watch the musicians in the studio do their thing, and like I feel like then you can really feel the song coming to life, mm-hmm. which is totally. so the neat experience. <laughs> What is uh, happening for you next? What are the next steps? Even though 2020, it's a weird one. You've had your, you know, your chance to do your drive-in show. You're going to be going to the drive-in show for the uh, CMAOs. Uh, What is next on the horizon for you? So hopefully some more success with Broken Boys. It's just gone to radio, so I'm really hoping that, you know, it resonates with fans and has some success on the airwaves. And then, as I just mentioned, I also recorded another song um, called Sad Song, and I think that'll be the next um, single to go out. And then... I'm, of course, you know, looking towards um, making another record, and it's obviously a little difficult right now on traveling and and being able to, you know, meet up with people to write, Um, but I'm hoping, you know, that soon I'll be able to travel safely and go back to um, Vancouver, which is where I'm working with Brian, and be able to start working on some more new material. Where do you do the majority of your recording? For all of my most recent songs, I've worked with Brian at the Armory Studios in Vancouver. Um, but before that, I actually worked with another great producer, Doug Romano, um, out of Toronto um, from Noble Street Studios, which I actually just saw won uh, a CCMA award at the Industry Awards <laughs> on Saturday. So that is a a gorgeous studio as well. (laughs) Yeah, Noble Street's a great room. It was always amazing working with him. I made my whole second album with him and did some of the um, songs that are on my all-woman EP with Doug as well. And he's just, he's got a great ear. He's always has fresh ideas. He's a fantastic producer. Okay, I gotta ask, because both of you are musicians and I am not, uh, and Scotty, you have said (laughs) that Noble Street was a great room. What makes for a great room? (laughs) Indulge me, please. Uh, You can go ahead, Nicole. I'll I'll chime in if, if I have anything to add. I was going to say, I don't even know that you could pinpoint it. I feel it's a little bit just 
an atmosphere, a vibe like that you get when you <laughs> enter the studio. But of course, some studios are just like so huge and grand and they have these like, you know, grand pianos and all these like gorgeous instruments on the wall. And obviously that just sort of adds to the, like the wow factor when you walk in. <laughs> yeah. I think I would just add, I think, you know, vibe is a real thing and, and there are some great rooms. I I've recorded most of my stuff in Nashville and each room has a very different sort of character to it. Mm. But, you know, in addition to that, like things that I look for boil down to technical aspects. So, you know, I, I like to have loads of isolation rooms. Um, we, we track a band at, at a time. So everybody's recording at the same time, uh, gotcha. so, <laughs> you know, to have proper isolation for, you know, for amps and for acoustic instruments, um, that kind of thing the, you know, the right console, the right board gear it just depends on you know what the project is supposed to sound like at the end of the day and then you kind of tailor your, your studio needs to yeah to to what the end result has to be all right the more you know, <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> no i remember being a, because i i've been in nashville now sadly the majority of the time uh that has spent in nashville was because of uh um cma fest not that that's a bad thing but i mean that you know you're kind of there with all of the fanfare but i was able to take in uh, a couple of studios and they are some of the oldest studios in nashville and the heritage behind that is just cool in itself so that's why i was asking oh, absolutely. I, wasn't, I wasn't really sure you know there was a studio i went into where you know the oakridge boys was there and elvis was there and so you know some of that heritage that's is so cool, cool too right yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. I feel like that always makes it too when you see when you go into a studio and you see like on the wall the people who've made records there and it just sort of blows your mind. <laughs> I totally wish I could remember what the studio was, but um with my brain and not a chance. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to look back uh, and recognize where we've come from. And I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about Janice for a second. I know Janice was a huge fixture in your career and getting you rolling. Um, she was just a wonderful human. And I just think it's important to uh, to remember some of the people that we've lost over the years. And so I just wanted to, uh, yeah, just to give you a chance to talk about Janice for a second and what she meant to uh, the early part of your career. Oh my gosh, she means everything to me. I, I honestly miss her every single day. Like, she worked so damn hard. Like, she was honestly one of the hardest working people I've ever met. You know, she had not been a manager for too, too long. Like, she was newer to the music industry, but she was so passionate about it. She just, she had such drive. She went after it all the time. You know, what could she learn? Who could she meet? What could she do to, you know, better herself as a manager? And I think she really instilled those values in me as an artist, too, because, you know, the business side of things is such a big part of the job as an artist, too. And, you know, she really inspired me with that go-getter attitude to just, you know, do exactly the same as what she did. You know, I'm always pushing myself to be like, what can I learn? What can I do to better my career and further things? And I'm just so, so blessed that she believed in me like she did and, and that I had the time with her that I did to work with her because it was truly amazing. We take a second to remember Janice Pym here on the show. Nicole, we have a segment on the show that is called Turn Us On, and we would love for you to share with us uh, something that we need to know about. Scotty? Yeah, this could be a, a new song. It could be a movie. It could be an artist that you love. 
some people have given us recipes, like secret family recipes. So turn oh, on yum. that you've discovered, Nicole Ray, that you just can't live without. Well, right now, I can't live without watching The 100, which is a TV show on Netflix. I don't know if either of you guys have watched it, but yeah. it's amazing. It starts out, and then, like, there are seven seasons of the show, and, like, the time you get to the end, you're like, I don't even remember what happened at the beginning. Like, it's such an adventure. (laughs) What is the premise? So, basically, Earth has, you know, exploded, and you can't live on it anymore. And a bunch of people are living um, on spaceships. And then all of the young juveniles on the spaceship, like, if they do anything wrong, they get put in jail. And then at the very start of the show, they take all these people who are in jail. Um, There's a hundred of them, so that's why it's called the hundred. And they send them back down to the earth to sort of test it and see if, like, radiation levels are okay and it's safe to live on the earth again. And that's just where it starts, and it's just like a whole adventure after that. You just fall down the uh, the (laughs) rabbit hole. I want to chime in, by the way, and say the studio I was at, I just remembered it's called Studio 19. Oh, yeah. That's down Very at, nice. uh, at the Sound Kitchen in, in Frankfurt. That is exactly it, Scotty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a great room. Yeah, it is a great room. Um, so, Nicole, I got to ask you, if you could play any stage, it's on your bucket list, what stage would that be? So for me, it's always been um, the Air Canada Center, which I believe is now called the Scotiabank Center. I can never, like, remember when they all changed their names, what the new names of everything is. <laughs> I still call the Skydome the Skydome. That's <laughs> but, fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, as, as a kid, I used to go to a lot of concerts there. I was fortunate. Um, my dad's company actually had, like, one of those boxes at the Air Canada Center and like when nobody wanted tickets they'd just be like who'd want them and I'm like uh yeah so (laughs) I was very fortunate to get to go see a lot of concerts there and I just remember always you know sitting there watching people on the stage and thinking oh one day you know this will be me up on this stage and I can't wait to sell out this this stadium so that's definitely the dream venue for me. Okay so let's fast forward to that moment it's your tour and you can add two people to the bill. Who are you adding? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, Maren Morris, because she's amazing, yes. and I love her, and I would love to, like, learn from her and her songwriting. She's just fabulous. And, um, I mean, can I just dream really big and yeah. put Shania Twain on tour with me? I mean, she'd really be taking me on the tour. But <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty badass tour. All right, so uh, let's talk about songs. What is a song that you wish you wrote? Oh, most recently I've been covering this song by Jade Bird. It's called Uh-Huh. And every time I play it, I'm like, damn, I wish I wrote this. <laughs> I love how quickly that came to you. That's good. Still down that same kind of rabbit hole. If you could record a song with any artist, living or dead, who would it be? Ooh, well, I have to go immediately to dead and say Johnny Cash, because that would just be freaking amazing. I love Johnny Cash, and that would be so cool. (laughs) Nice. All right. Last question for you. Okay. What is an instrument that you wish you played? Oh my gosh, guitar. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Like, it seems so obvious because 
because so many country musicians play guitar, but I actually play piano and I always grew up playing piano and I never learned how to play guitar. And now it frustrates me to all ends that I don't know how to play guitar. I don't know. I don't know why I was wishing you would say accordion. <laughs> you know what? I would totally learn the accordion. That would be awesome. Like, how crazy would that be? Just like in the middle of a show, just be like, I'm just going to bust out my accordion now. Yeah, you know would. what's funny, actually? Do you know? You guys know Allie Walker? Out of oh, yeah. Canada? Yes. She plays the bagpipes like a boss. Oh, my God. I just saw her video that she posted. She did, like, a cover of the Old Dominion song, I believe, and yeah. played the bagpipes. Come like, on. I was like, where did this come from? Yeah, it's so cool. Literally, when I think of the bagpipes, I think of Ross trying to play them on that episode of Friends where he, like, <laughs> failed to play the bagpipes. Totally. <laughs> Somebody actually playing them well is very impressive. Hey, Nicole, thanks so much for taking the time today. We appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. I know between your drive-in music festival and getting preps for your CMAO nomination and your performance, we know you're crazy busy, so thanks for taking the time for us today. Thank you very much. Absolutely my pleasure and great chatting with you both. Good luck on Sunday. Our fingers and toes are crossed for you. Thank you so much, guys. Always so great to talk to Nicole Ray and uh, big congratulations and good luck to her at uh, the Country Music Association of Ontario Awards this upcoming Sunday. Enjoy the thrill. It's going to be so much fun and you're never going to forget it, Nicole. You might want to check out her EP, All Woman, and her latest single as well called Broken Boys. Let's talk about socials. Let's do it. You know where to find us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at the show on the go. It's as simple as that. You can track us down, shoot us a message, and we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, the show is dressed in unison blue for the entirety of season three, and uh, the Unison Benevolent Fund supports the Canadian music industry in times of crisis. And of course, with COVID-19, we are in one of those times right now. So if you'd like to support the Unison Benevolent Fund, open up your text message app on your cell phone, shoot the word Unison to 45678 and follow the prompts from there. He's Scotty Kipfer. She's Amy out. Welcome to the show.